Good morning, everybody. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Allison Coben. I first want to wish everyone in the room a happy Mother's Day, even those of us that are not mothers. We all have a mother or an aunt or a grandmother or a stepmother that we love and we greatly appreciate. I know that I do. My senior quote for our school's yearbook is sometimes the smallest things take up the most room in your heart. And I am unashamed of the fact that I took that quote from Winnie the Pooh. This quote, as simple as it is, resonates extraordinarily with my appreciation for our church. St. Paul's and everything that the church and all of the people that I personally associate with St. Paul's have given me and helps me overcome takes up an unimaginable amount of room in my heart. Most of you know that I moved to Arkansas from New York three years ago. When I first moved here, I was very reserved and withdrawn, much more than I am today, and had a hard time forming new relationships and becoming involved in much of anything. My parents thought it was a good idea that I attend youth group at St. Paul's, and through that, I was able to slowly and then all at once immerse myself in the beautiful community that I love immeasurably today. For months, I would go to the 845 service and hesitantly go to Sunday school because that's what my parents wanted my stepsister and me to do. I would talk within the group when asked and necessary and not participate much further, but I was always analyzing internally. I didn't make friends or any great relationships, and my somber and detached energy kept people away. After almost a year, I began to form relationships with other youth and the adults that run the youth program. I was asked to apply for a leadership position within the church and happily accepted. At first, I was nervous and not all that excited, especially about my first infamous Camp Mitchell weekend being one that I was supposed to help run. Although I was not looking forward to that weekend, having that responsibility helped me for to forget about my anxieties and insert myself in the experience, and it was a great one. After a year of being on the diocesan youth committee, I found myself completely dedicated to the youth program at St. Paul's. The relationships I had started to make continually got stronger. Towards the end of my junior year, I found myself not only in a leadership position, but in the position of a role model to the younger youth throughout the state, and especially at St. Paul's. Most instances that I walk into church on Wednesdays or into the youth building for Sunday school or anything else presently, I am greeted with an influx of, Allie, can I talk to you? And, oh my gosh, Allie, you'll never guess what happened this week. In Ernest Hemingway's novel, The Sun Always Rises, <clears throat> a character named Bill asks a character named Mike, how did you go bankrupt? To which Mike replies, two ways, gradually and then suddenly. <laughs> gradually and then suddenly slowly at first and all at once. We have all heard this repeated in various books and movies and it is because it shares such an incredible truth. The relationships that I hold so dearly in my heart were built this way, gradually and then suddenly. My involvement and love for the church was constituted this way, gradually and then suddenly, slowly at first then all at once. The first time I walked into St. Paul's, years before I permanently moved to Fayetteville, I was greeted by Suzanne, who seemed to be the most loving person I had ever met. I remember the moment, about five years later, that I experienced an incredible burst of love and kindness through a simple handshake and a few words. There have been several people from St. Paul's that have really helped me become who I am today. Most would not appreciate being named in front of all of you. One person, in particular, is Amanda Robinson, our youth director. 
Throughout the last three years, Amanda has supported me in ways that leave me awestruck just thinking about them. From conversations lasting hours that have definitely ended in tears, to semi-jokingly reminding me of my intelligence, to gracefully meeting me somewhere when I have been in crisis, I can say with confidence that I would not be the person that I am today if she hadn't been such a big part of my life over the past few years. Miss Amanda, you have taught me so many things that I will carry with me to college and beyond. You have taught me how to be kind to everyone around me, even if they don't seem to deserve it. You have taught me to embrace my quirks and passions and dorkiness. You have taught me that I don't have to be perfect and that I won't be and that that's okay. Most importantly, you've taught me about myself, my talents, intelligence, and capability for empathy. Thank you, Ms. Amanda, and everyone else here who has had a similar impact on me. This church has undoubtedly helped me become the person I am today. I have gained a sense of confidence in myself and in others around me that I absolutely did not have before coming here. This past year, I came out as part of the LGBT community, which I partially owe to the prevalence and acceptance of this community at St. Paul's. I have become much less judgmental and much more accepting, which I owe almost entirely to our church and the people I've had the pleasure of knowing during my time here. <clears throat> my love for music has flourished since being here, and I've continued singing, sometimes much more than others, and learned to play guitar. This is a big part of who I am, internally and externally, but most importantly, it is a massive mechanism I have developed to express myself and deal with my emotions and turmoil of every magnitude. I think the most, the most remarkable thing that the people in this church have helped me accomplish is the ability to access my immense empathy for others, which is admittedly both a blessing and a curse. St. Paul's has provided a safe and inclusive environment for me and the rest of my peers here to openly and honestly figure out who we are and who we want to be and who we are meant to be. I would argue that this is the most difficult part of the transition from childhood to adulthood determining everything from who to have relationships with, the extent and nature of those relationships, to what I'm interested in and what means the most to me, has been difficult, and I owe a big thank you to the community and environment that is St. Paul's for guiding and supporting me along the way. In the upcoming fall, I will be attending the University of Missouri and studying psychology. For those that know my parents, I often like to say that I have a genetic and environmental predisposition to love psychology. I would like to use this major to work with children, either in a medical setting or as a child psychologist for victims of childhood abuse and trauma. I hope to continue my volunteer work, specifically with children and music through college and beyond. These two things are the things that make me personally feel whole and fulfilled. I could play guitar and sing for hours and have absolutely no concept of the time that has inconsequentially passed. This, to me, is the obvious determining factor of something that helps me personally to grow and become my most genuine self. I hope to continue my path of kindness and acceptance, both externally and internally, throughout my college journey and beyond. Regardless of who I become in my professional life, seemingly very many years down the road, I know that I will use some of the many things that the people at our church, even those who have heard me speak today for the first time, have taught me especially kindness and acceptance of, of, of everyone around me, including and especially myself. For the younger members of the church that will be making their transition from childhood to adulthood in the church, I would advise you to take advantage of everything you are offered here. Volunteer at things such as Sunday suppers, 
Attend weekend youth events. Go through confirmation if you feel as strongly about the Episcopal Church as I do. Take advantage of Alan and Amanda, who devote their precious time and energy into simply guiding and supporting the youth on their journey of self-discovery and transition into autonomy and a fulfilling adulthood. I would also advise you to reach out to either older members of the youth program or people that have already graduated. The years of junior high and high school are filled with new and sometimes frightening experiences, and everyone in this stage of life will at some point falter in security. Reach out to the people who have been there, gotten through it, and become better people because of it. And please remember that it is absolutely okay to struggle. This church is very much the people that constitute it, and I am extremely grateful to have had the experience to soak in everything that you all provide for everyone here, even if you are completely unaware of who notices your attitudes and behaviors. I have met some of the best friends that I have ever had and formed relationships because of this church that will stay with me far beyond going away to college. I want to thank everyone here, from those that I've only shared a smile with, to the young children that I am so grateful to have relationships with, to the friends and relationships that I hold closest to my heart. Sometimes the smallest things take up the most room in your heart, and this church definitely takes up an extraordinary amount of room in my heart, and will continue to do so as I move on in my journey to college. This is a lot of people. <laughs> this is like my oral comm class, but exponentially worse. <laughs> I'll open my portion with a quote from a song. If you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? For those of you who don't know me, my name is Mark Prothrow, and as you could probably figure out, I'm a senior, and I'm graduating from Fayetteville High School. All I could think about when I was writing this was how the heck am I gonna make this three pages long because that's what Miss Amanda asked me to do. <laughs> but I gave it my best shot. As a member of our church, I don't really openly talk about my religious beliefs unless I'm asked. But when I'm here in this place, I let it flow. St. Paul's is essentially my second home and this is the place I spend the most time outside of my own house, other than FHS, but I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> I grew up attending St. Paul or St. Thomas Episcopal in Springdale as there were a lot of family friends that were a part of the congregation. I enjoyed it, but in time, as the amount of parishioners dwindled, so did the youth group. We had lost our, a lot of youth to graduation, our fantastic youth director to a job in Seattle, and one of my best friends who moved to Conway. A lot of people and the families that we had known um, at that church had also left. I was in the awkward position of being a member of the youth group that had about five juniors and seniors, two other kids my age, so sixth and seventh grade, and as our youth numbers were dwindling, several third to fifth grade age kids. Needless to say, I felt out of place. When I was in seventh grade, my family made the decision to switch churches and start to come to St. Paul's on recommendation of our good friends, the Osners, who we had known for a very long time, for I have known Reed since um, I was about two. We had also read that the youth group was one of, and still is, the highest rated youth group, um, one of the highest rated youth groups in the nation, regardless of denomination. 
This is where my quote comes in. And yes, I know it's an Eminem lyric and most of his songs aren't exactly church friendly, but this was my one opportunity to seize everything I wanted in a church. I wanted somewhere I could be comfortable spending time, surrounded by good, friendly people, and most importantly, a youth group to where I can grow as a person, spend time with people that I love, and easily, happily kill hours of time every week playing ultimate frisbee, football, talking, or even doing nothing in particular. I went through confirmation not long after he made the switch to St. Paul's in the fall of 2014, and it was the best church experience of my life. I learned so much about this church in particular, its history, and the history and purpose of the Episcopalian Church in general. During the confirmation retreat, we got to eat some really good food, which Miss Amanda made, and we watched The Matrix that Saturday night, which was um, really cool as I got to see it in a new light for watching it for religious purposes. This experience ended with the annual visit of the bishop to St. Paul's, and all during that service, the only thought that was running through my head besides pure elation was the Bishop of Arkansas is going to lay his holy hands upon my fro. <laughs> Which as of Thursday doesn't no longer exist. Um, simple times. After confirmation, it was pretty much smooth sailing all the way until the church showed interest in purchasing the old law firm building that was adjacent to our campus, that is now our youth building. As I'm very involved in my youth group, in the youth group here, and my Boy Scout troop, I wanted to use this opportunity to give back to the church and the youth group that has been a big part of my life. When the administration first showed interest in purchasing the building, I told Lowell, hey, I wanna do something with that building for my Eagle Scout project. And with that, he was on board. Didn't need to do anything else. But it was a solid two or three months before I could even do anything, even though I already had a plan because the church couldn't decide whether or not they wanted to um, renovate the building or flatten it and build something else. Needless to say, as the building is still there, um, they decided to keep the building and just do some interior renovations and my project took shape. This was the peak of my journey through this church. As I poured about a month and a half and 112 man hours into a project that was in essence all for the church, but somewhat for scouts. <laughs> that was in the summer of 2016 and since then, nothing has really happened other than me getting my Eagle Scout FHS band actually winning something, and now me graduating high school. In many ways, this is the end of an era and where I say goodbye. I say goodbye to FHS. I say goodbye to the Fayetteville band and the choir program. I say goodbye to all of my teachers that I have had over the years, and most importantly, some of the friendships that I have made along the way through school and through St. Paul's. Some because others are going to faraway colleges like in North Carolina or in TCU and some because they have more time at FHS or Fayetteville Public Schools in general. Even some that aren't leaving, as I am not going to college immediately after graduation, like some, for I will be working so I can hope to pay for college. Immedi uh, I already read that. I will cherish all of these relationships um, that I have developed and connections that I have made with young and old alike, and will never forget my experiences. Where I will go and what I will do in the next chapter of my life I genuinely have no clue. But what I do know is that the connections and memories that I have made during my six-ish years of coming to St. Paul's, I will never forget. I will always come back and maybe give more back to this wonderful institution that has helped me figure out who I am and who I might become. I'm gonna end this with another uh, song lyric. If I leave here tomorrow, would you still remember me? For I must be traveling on now because there are too many places I've got to see. But if I stayed here with you, things just couldn't be the same.
because I'm as free as a bird now, and this bird you cannot change. Thank you. Hello. Can you guys hear me all right? Okay. Um, my name is Reed Osner. Um, I'm also a senior. I am um, graduating from here, Fayetteville, and I'm going to go to U of A in the fall to get an economics degree, hopefully. Um, so, St. Paul's has not always been about church for my family and me. When I was in the third grade, a friend of a friend told my mom about Camp Mitchell, and this first summer camp experience reconnected me with people like Elizabeth Johnson, whom I had known from our days at Montessori. And after this wonderful first experience at camp, I begged my family to begin to attend St. Paul's so I could have access to so many new friends. When before, religion had never really been a focal point in my family's life. This community at St. Paul's has helped me become the young man that I am today. For me, the culture that we have all contributed to has been extremely influential. And the genuine conversations that I've had with my church family have shown me the power of kindness. To have a family of would-be strangers love and care for me is a wonderful feeling. And as, just, as I've just begun to wade into the waters of adulthood, I've quickly learned how big the world really is. It's easy to get lost, and it's easy to be alone. I could carry out my entire day without speaking a word to any of the strangers around me. The barista I see at the coffee shop every week only knows my name because he takes my order, but neither of us would call each other friends. The only difference between that and what we have at St. Paul's is the kindness we share between us and the name tags that we sometimes try to remember to wear. It's a genuine urge to invest in a relationship with a stranger and the compassion to care for others when it's far too easy to not care at all. Seeing this underlying trend has changed me. I now pursue friendships with the kids I have shared classes with for my entire schooling when before I wouldn't have, and so far I haven't had any regrets. Sometimes when I reach out to a classmate, they aren't very receptive and we don't end up being friends. But even then, the look on their face when Reed Osner, a halfway stranger who sits next to them in chemistry, asks them about their day is priceless. And so if all I'm able to do is show them kindness for even a minute, it will have been a minute well spent. And some of you may have seen me doze off during more sermons than I would have liked to admit. <laughs> but I promise you, I don't feel like my time at St. Paul's has been wasted. I have finally found that I feel closest to God through writing morning reflections. But I do frequently get intimidated knowing that one day you'll all read a morning reflection written by a priest with a lifetime of interaction with the Bible, and the next day, a little 18-year-old with a meager interpretation. But I love writing them anyway, and being complimented for them is a wonderful feeling. The many different viewpoints of Christianity through our priests and Sunday school teachers and guest speakers has reaffirmed within me that Christianity and God can be whatever you want it to be. Miss Amanda, Mr. Garner, and Mr. Wilkins have helped me understand that in any real-world application of the Bible, it's vital to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you can do that, then everything else will begin to sort itself out. Through Miss Betsy, I learned all about the geography and history of the Bible, and some of the content may have gone over my head at the time, but being able to attach real places to the stories we read only strengthened my bond to know that at least some part of this is rooted to the physical world. And for the longest time, my relationship with God was mainly focused on myself, accepting who I am, 
becoming comfortable with my body, and making my spirit whole. But once I completed those tasks, St. Paul's has showed me the value of giving back to your communities. And feeding the underprivileged at community meals was very significant, in which I was able to directly contribute to the well-being of others. Outside of a prayer before the meal, there was really no additional focus on church. And that showed me that you don't really need to be able to cite scripture or make sense of the confusing Bible stories to become a good Christian in one sense. But all you need is the love in your heart and you've got it figured out. The colloquialism, it takes a village, is something that I really think is embodied by St. Paul's. We're all in this life together and we can all help each other. And for me, St. Paul's will always be a family first and a church second. This place is and will always be a home away from home. And for that, I thank you all.